last time on Oz Hour. Okay, last time on Oz Hour, Jim is getting introduced as a little bitch. He has his own room, and then we get to meet all the hungry tiger and the lion and the sawhorse and the sawhorse and Jim are fighting with each other. And then they end up, they decide to have a little battle against each other where they are racing and the sawhorse beats his ass because he's not even a living thing. He's basically AI. And then (laughs) we, uh, then we have a party because everyone's together and Ozma's like, woohoo. Yeah. National holiday. And then, uh, uh, the wizard's like, yeah, let's do a magic show where I play with the little piglets and you. <laughs> and that's what he did. And Ozma's like, yay, I get to keep one for my own. And she does. And then she ends up, the one of the piglets ends up getting lost. And they accuse uh, Eureka. I almost called her a queera. <laughs> and they end up uh taking her to trial because they're like you ate her she doesn't say anything about it because she's being annoying as fuck and then all of a sudden we find out that the pig just fell in some fucking hole and eureka didn't even kill it even though she didn't say anything they had this trial for nothing and then everyone partied except for eureka because she was annoying and that's it we're done Hi there, and welcome to Oz Hour, the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz. That's right. With the help of some alcohol, we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series. Today, we will be beginning book five, The Road to Oz, covering chapters one through three. We're your hosts, Blake Stone. And Wyatt Swangham. And joining us is our resident Oz initiate, Hannah Aguirre. Woo! Okay. Hannah, today. <laughs> you just played last time on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where you recapped the end of book four, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure I'm caught up. <laughs> so that did take you a minute and 23 seconds to cover. Here's how the thing. Here's how the thing. <laughs> I didn't write anything down. I thought you were pretty thorough. Wyatt, do you have any notes on that? Yeah, I think that's fine. Not much happened in the last part of the book for so much happening so i think that you did fine yeah Thank yeah you. you you told the audience what a lot of nonsense the last episode <laughs> i felt like i was saying nonsense and for our listeners if you are interested in hearing hannah's attempt at summarizing the entirety of our previous book dorothy and the wizard and oz you can stay tuned for that at the end of today's episode hannah that was three minutes and 25 seconds long just so you know i think that was the (laughs) hardest thing i've ever done in my life (laughs) (laughs) although you know five episodes uh you summarize in three minutes 25 seconds that's less than a minute per episode so good work in that regard not bad we took like six hours to do the same thing (laughs) (laughs) without further ado let's get into wyatt's cocktail that he made before we started recording Right. Tonight, we are going to be drinking Lucky Number 7 and 7. It is just a 7 and 7, so some whiskey and 7-Up. And the Lucky Number 7 will be featured quite shortly in our episode. All right, everybody, let's slurp. Visit our Instagram at Oz Hour Podcast. Not bad. <laughs> so that's what my stepdad drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Book 5, The Road to Oz, published in 1909. Chapter 1, The Way to Butterfield. Okay. 
this is a cold open. Like, I don't know how to start this without starting with the dialogue. Just literally just read the first line. Please, miss, said the shaggy man. Can you tell me the road to Butterfield? Is how this book begins. Right. <laughs> shaggy man. Shaggy, shaggy man. man. Get used to yeah, it. capital here. S, capital M. Okay. The shaggy man. The one and Hello, only. new character. Yes. And he is talking to none other than Dorothy Gale. <gasps> She's back. Dorothy yeah. looks him over. She's like, okay, she sees he's definitely shaggy. She sees that something <laughs> in his eye seems pleasant. Yeah, a little twinkle. Yeah. Okay. So it's also very stranger danger to me. Yeah. Yes. Very that. I just wouldn't be thinking of like twinkling eyes when you say shaggy man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't put the two together. Honestly, okay. the shaggiest of us though. It takes the shaggiest. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. Something else too. Like, Hannah, what do you think shaggy means? What are you imagining? I'm thinking like I've been st- stuck on an island for like five years and I haven't washed or cut my hair and I'm just a little dirty little boy with a little mm-hmm. beard and a little long hair. Wow. That seems more <laughs> or less accurate to me because yeah. he's just a happy little hobo man. <laughs> yeah, he's just a hobo. That's incredible because when I first read this book, I was like, Shaggy, what the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. that could mean anything. But yeah. literally, we'll, yeah, it's like he's he has like he's shaggy yeah we'll yeah. learn later okay. that the degree of shagginess we're talking about is shaggy whiskers shaggy hair shaggy clothes with holes in them shaggy boots okay. shaggy hat all that i know the meaning of shaggy he was a shaggy man living <laughs> in a shaggy house and he's shaggy okay sorry yep. <laughs> uh so dorothy though is like yeah like I can tell you, but you're like pretty far away from Butterfield because you need to cross the ten acre lot, follow the lane to the highway, go north, and then you turn. Hmm. And then she like kind of pauses because she's like, okay, there's like five branches. There's it by the gopher holes or by the willow stump. Yeah, she, and she is, just gets confused. She's super Whoa. turned around. She does not know the directions apparently. Apparently, and the shaggy man. He's like trying to be patient. He's trying to understand her poor direction giving. And Dorothy gets frustrated with herself. I think. And takes it out on the Shaggy Man, honestly, because she's like, you know what? I'm just going to have to take you there and show you because you're too stupid to understand my directions. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't need to be like that. I, it's I This is not my Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> but first, she has to go get her sunbonnet, which is very much our Dorothy. Right. Um, so she she runs inside to go get it because apparently she knows what she needs. It, she does. She knows how to be prepared. And apparently this is all been happening outside her house like she runs inside to get her sunbonnet this is on her front porch in the middle of the country i thought there's nothing nearby isn't this alarming anyone yeah like yeah. why is he walking by that doesn't seem like it would be common but while she's inside the shaggy man he just starts like picking up fallen apples off the ground in her yard theft and he's dropping them into his large pockets <gasps> and then a little black dog runs out of the farmhouse <gasps> barking at the shaggy man and this little black dog is just like who's a stranger trying to steal apples from my yard like this little black dog runs up tries to bite sh- the shaggy man's leg the shaggy man just picks that dog Toto. Yes! <laughs> uh, okay. I was and like, is this just going to be one of those weird, like, green whiskers, like, <laughs> sold, like, private things or whatever? Yeah. Like, what's could going on? It could be anyone. It could be anyone, but could, we're just going to no. call him a black it's, dog. It's totally Toto. Yay! It's Toto. And he 
drops Toto into his big pocket, just like the apples, and he keeps picking up apples and just yeah. dropping them on top of Toto. So Toto is just getting slowly buried in apples oh in God. the unknown size of this man's pockets. And he's just getting his little head bonked. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this is causing him to bark, causing him to growl. Finally, Dorothy comes out of the farmhouse <laughs> and she's like, okay, like, come on. You want me to show you? Let's go. Yeah. And she hops the fence because apparently that 10 acre lot is next door to their house. And that brings us unbelievably quickly to our first guest <gasps> trivia of the book. Yeah. And Hannah, it has to do with an acre. <laughs> with an acre? Wait, she only knows calories and pounds. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to convert that to acres. No. Uh, I know you don't know the metric system, but <laughs> assuming that the 10-acre lot is square, right? So it's 10 square acres. How far across is that 10-acre lot? Is it, and there, this is multiple choice, is it A, 6,600 feet, B, 4,300 feet, C, 2,200 feet, or D, 660 feet. So that is 6,600, 4,300, 2,200, or 660. Hannah, I actually have a really good tip for this one that'll help you. Okay. Just think of the exact amount of feet that are in an acre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something you might also know, the number of feet in a mile. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are bullies. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blake just suba- Oh my god. <laughs> Blake is dying. I'm okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, um I'm just going to make a guess. A B C D D D B. It's B. So B is 4300 and that is not correct. Damn it. It like- is 660 feet. How much so- is an acre? Oh, I don't know. I just know the 10 oh, square what's acre. 660 divided by 10? 66? No, because that's the distance across. So it's not like, uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't be like multiplicative or whatever. You guys just can't expect me to come over here, drink my little drinks, smoke my little smokes. Here she goes. And then uh, guess math problems. You don't have to guess. You could just do the math. <laughs> <laughs> well, not anyway. And. Looking from an early perspective, Hannah, you are not looking so good for the multiple choice in this book. But yikes. So here's the thing. The Shaggy Man, after hopping the fence, which he did not know he was going to have to do, I don't think. He's tripping over the little hillets and rocks and the lot. His mind's on other things is what we're told. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what other things he's thinking about, but But he seems somewhere else. Yeah, Maybe on drugs. Dorothy's honestly having a little bit of an attitude for whatever reason why and she's like hey you're really clumsy are your feet tired or something like what's going on and he tells her his feet aren't tired but his whiskers get really tired in the heat what does this mean (laughs) he was like oh yeah the warm weather really tight like they get tired my whiskers get tired really easily in the warm weather 
What uh, does that mean? Do they Is there a joke I'm missing? <sighs> I think it's an arthritis joke where it's like, oh, my knuckles hurt when the cold comes. Oh, but his, but his hair hurts because he's shaggy. Because he's shaggy okay. and he's covered in it. So, of course, <laughs> they feel things, too. I, w- <laughs> I won't. <laughs> shaggy, shaggy writes. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I get it, but I don't not get it. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh. anyway. He's feeling okay, though, at best. But he does say that he wishes it would snow. And he's like, oh, like, don't you wish it would snow? And Dorothy's like, absolutely not. Like, if it snowed in August, so apparently it's August, it would ruin the corn and the oats and the wheat. And then Uncle Henry would be poor. And and the shaggy manager's like, okay, never mind. Never yeah, mind. He's like, like dumb. you're no fun. Yeah, it shouldn't snow. You're right. Is this the lane? Like, are we at the lane now? Yeah. Uh, and they are. Yeah, Dorothy's like, okay, I'll go as far as the highway with you. And when they get there, she's like, okay, so to get to Butterfield, you just need to take the second or no, the third left. Maybe it's the fourth, you know, by the gopher hole or or the tree stump. I, I don't, I don't. So while Dorothy's trying to remember the way to Butterfield, the shaggy man slips his hand in his pocket to grab an apple and Toto bites one of his fingers. <gasps> and he just withdraws his hand and says, Oh, but Dorothy literally just doesn't notice because she's yeah. still like, hmm, five feet past the, the ostrich. There yeah. ought to be a stump there and a hole that I Your know. Your dog is being kidnapped. Her, her dog yeah. is in that man's pocket. And he's like, ooh, wow. <laughs> like, she doesn't yeah. fucking notice at all. And by this time, Dorothy is beginning to realize that she doesn't know where the turn is. So she's like, okay, Shaggy Man, like, you know, because you're almost there anyway. I'll just go the rest of the way. Because she figures when she sees it, she'll know. Because apparently her and Uncle Henry have gone this way a thousand times, um, which I don't frankly believe. But she says, okay, let's just go. It'll, it's yeah, only but you don't know further. which stump is which. Exactly. Yeah. I guess she wasn't is, driving or paying attention. She's apparently. not right for the task. Um, but they walk for a while. They come to a place where the five roads branch in different directions. Five roads. What's that about? It's like a round, like there's a little circle with five roads jutting out from either end. That seems like like very like biblical for some reason. It's like choose your own adventure. They're they're in the middle of a five-way intersection is the way that I understand. Whoa. Okay. They get to the end and Dorothy is like, yeah, that road, that's the one shaggy man. So the shaggy man, he just starts to go down one of the roads (laughs) and Dorothy's like, oh, hey, you're going the wrong way. And the shaggy man's like, but you just said that that was the way to Butterfield, right? And she's like, yeah, you're not going that way. He doesn't want to go to Butterfield. He doesn't want to go to Butterfield. Yeah. He's like, no, like I specifically didn't want to go there. I wanted to know how to get there so I wouldn't he have didn't to go. He didn't accidentally go. Yes. Yeah. And Dorothy's like, well, where are you going? He's like, I'm not super particular. I don't really care. And Dorothy's a little bit annoyed because <laughs> she was like, I You're like, walked well, you I... all the way out here. Like, yeah. She, if he wanted to go not to Butterfield, she could have said, turn around and go the other way. You know, yeah. Yeah. like it wouldn't have been that hard. Dorothy is feeling honestly a little pissed off yeah um but the shaggy man like walks into the center of the intersection and he just starts walking and turning in circles and he just ominously says there are a great many roads here seems to me a person could go most anywhere from this place so dorothy starts looking around too there's not just five roads there's 10 17 20 yeah she gets as high as 17 counting because after she counts 17 she's like 
I don't know if I'm counting the same ones There's anymore. Too many There's no. too Moving. many roads. It's insane. A tornado? Well, it's just, <laughs> it's just roads, man. What? <laughs> but the Shaggy Man seems completely unmoved by this. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, whatever, man. Like, it's... He shouldn't be so laissez-faire yeah. about it. Dorothy's like, where is the highway? And he's like, I don't know. It was here a second ago, wasn't it? And just like sits down. Yeah. And oh you know what he does God. when he sits down? He pulls out yet another apple. I don't know. I mean, granted, you know, someone who's walking down the street looking to go to not Butterfield could be very hungry. But he's eating a lot of apples. And so he grabs <laughs> one, but he grabs it fast because he's like, I know that that dog is going to bite me again. So I'm going to just grab it real quick. And he does. Um... But when he moves the apple, Toto pokes his head out and he says, quote, bow wow. He says bow wow. So loudly that Dorothy jumps at the bow wow. Yeah, Dorothy's <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing here, Toto? Where'd you come from? And the shaggy man's like, oh, I brought Toto along to guard the apples in my pocket in case someone wanted to steal them. It's insane. Uh, it's it's just theft and then kidnapping trust and him. then enslavement i guess if it he's really enlisting Toto to do that yeah. it's crazy um but dorothy's like oh okay and she just pets toto uh and he runs over to her so like he's fine like he's just like happy pretty much and like she's she's chilling um but she get over things pretty quickly i guess so yeah he but she just doesn't really say anything but you know uh after that dorothy's kind of looking around and there's no farmhouses, nothing familiar. It's just like rolling fields and like flowers. And she's like, I can't even like tell where we are. Like I couldn't even possibly figure out where we are. And like, she's like, well, I'm afraid that we've gotten lost. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you don't say. Uh, yeah. The shaggy man, he's like, that's nothing to be afraid of. All of these roads must lead somewhere. And Dorothy's like, yeah, I don't want to be somewhere. Yeah, I, I want to be home. I have yeah. a specific idea on where I want to go back. Yeah. Dorothy um, wants the road that goes home, please. Shaggy Man, he's like, oof, bummer. Wish I could help. I'm not from around here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been helping you get around here, and now I'm lost. It's terrible. I hate him already, but I'm sure I'll come to love God. him. Who knows? These books have a way. But Dorothy sits down by the Shaggy Man. She's just completely perplexed and confused about what's going on, which I'm a little surprised by because this is Dorothy motherfucking Gale. It's yeah. like, you've been in some weird situations, kid. Yeah. It is strange. And, like, I, I kind of get that she's, like, because she was just home. Like, she was home. She walked down the road and now, like, this is happening like this is a little different than what she's been through she before. was always just somewhere it's in true. the first book she was just home in the third book she was just on a boat in the fourth book she was just in hugson siding outside of san francisco yeah like, but like she's always just somewhere and then something spectacular happens. i think that's true. The spectacular things are a tornado, a storm at sea, and an earthquake. But this okay. time, so nothing been no, happened. There was no natural disaster. Well, exactly. There, there was no... Well, the natural disaster is the homeless crisis. She's with the shaggy man. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> wow, really? L. Frank Baum took it another direction. <laughs> but, yeah, she... Um, she sits down with the Shaggy Man. He offers her an apple. She's like, no thanks. And the Shaggy Man tells Dorothy, dogs can sometimes find their way back home better than people. So he's like, hey, maybe Toto can help you get home. So Dorothy's like, hey, Toto, 
lead me home. And he takes off down one of the roads. He goes for it. And he kind of like looks back at Dorothy, a little confused. <laughs> and she's like, you're leading me, man. Like, I don't know where to go. Like, <laughs> yeah. you tell me. So Dorothy, or so Toto, turns around, goes down another road. And then down another. And then down another. Toto has no idea where he's going. They get so tired of running down the many different paths that they are so exhausted they just sit down next to the shaggy man. And they're like, fuck. Basically. Yeah, they just go to rest with the Shaggy Man, and for some reason, Dorothy reflects that, oh man, so many strange things have happened to her, but she decides that this is the strangest of all, and I think that's <laughs> insane. I Like I said, she was just home 15 minutes ago. She but was falling. That's what she says. For just so we, days. Just so you know, yeah. Dorothy was in the middle of the sea in, an, in a crate that was not enclosed yeah. for half a day, 16 hours. That's already two things that are crazier than what has just happened. Yeah. yeah. You yes. flew away in a house. And then landed in that house. Totally the fine. same house. And then when you came home, the house was back. They built a new one. <laughs> they built a new one right? <laughs> in record time. It's just and she's teleported. Yeah, well, and we'll, we're gonna get there. Everything to be honest. If Dorothy did this right now, <laughs> she would go to a different country. So the Shaggy Man asks Dorothy, like, "Are your folks gonna worry that you're gone so long? Because you seem lost." And she's like, "Yeah, they'll probably worry, but honestly, like, things happen to me so much, and then I always make it home." So yeah. Uncle Henry says, "There's always something <laughs> happening to me, but I always come home okay." So she's like, "They'll probably just assume that's gonna happen." Yeah, <laughs> hopefully they assume. And that. I'm assuming the same. Uh, thing. Yeah, me too. Oh my god! Until I she dies, gonna a make it death. back. <laughs> the shaggy man says something a little out of pocket and he's like oh, i'm sure you'll make it home because good little girls never come to any harm yeah and he's like and i'm a good guy so nothing bad happens to me which is just bad advice yeah. hey you're a good person so nothing bad will ever happen to you oh it'll happen that makes it'll it more happen. likely the bad shit's gonna happen yeah. i know i'm a bad person but i think an unprecedented amount of good things happen to me yeah yeah. It's quite the inverse relationship. <laughs> I was like, does anyone get my joke? <laughs> but Dorothy looks him up and down, the shaggy man, and she just like kind of sees like, you know, you're kind of a hobo person, but he has a pleasant smile. And she asks the shaggy man why he didn't want to go to Butterfield. Hannah, any guesses why he doesn't want to go to Butterfield, this little hobo? Why the shaggy man doesn't want to go to Butterfield. Now, why doesn't the Shaggy Man want to... <laughs> a nonsense sentence in most contexts. I'll take out the trash when the Shaggy Man goes to Butterfield. <laughs> and then the studio audience goes wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hands on your hips, roll your eyes and walk out. And then Roseanne comes in. <laughs> Jackie! <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good enough reason right there. <laughs> that's what happens in Butterfield. No, what just happened? <laughs> well, it turns out that he doesn't want to go to Butterfield because he knows a guy who lives there, and that guy owes him 15 cents. But he doesn't want 15 cents. Mm-mm. 
Because he thinks that money makes people proud and haughty. He doesn't want money. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to be loved. He doesn't want any money because he has something that is called the love magnet. <gasps> Everyone he meets is sure to love him because he has the love magnet. Now, mm. Dorothy says what any of us would say in this moment. What she all of us says, are thinking. She says, love magnet. And then, in a low and mysterious voice, the shaggy man says, I'll show you, but you can't tell anyone. <laughs> he, yeah. I'm calling the police. <laughs> I know, there's no cell phones. He... he Promises to show this little girl his love magnet as long as she doesn't tell anyone. Yeah. No! He, he, <laughs> checks, he checks one pocket. Oh, it's not Ten there. Ten pockets. He checks, checks another so pocket. many not pockets. There. So he's checking his pockets. Where's my love magnet? He finally pulls it out. And it's wrapped in paper and yeah. tied with string. Tied with string. <laughs> yeah. But he unwraps it and it's dirty, brown, horseshoe shaped. It's just a magnet. It's, it's like just a, a cartoon magnet. magnet. It's yeah. like a cartoon magnet from Looney Tunes where they're going to like make an anvil move and there's going to be little yes, electricity lines. The, a magnet that says Acme on Exactly, it. Yeah. yeah. But it's brown and it's dull. Um, the Shaggy Man <laughs> tells Dorothy that oh my God. this is the love magnet. It was given to him by an Eskimo in the Sandwich Islands where there are no sandwiches at all. But as long as he has it, no one can escape loving him. Yeah, so they all love him so dearly and everyone asks him, why didn't the ask or sorry everyone Dorothy, she's my world. Dorothy <laughs> asks him, "Why didn't the Eskimo keep the magnet?" And the Shaggy Man's like, "Well, you know, he was tired of everyone loving him all the time. He wanted someone to hate him. So the next day, after giving me the magnet, the Eskimo was eaten by a grizzly bear." <gasps> yeah, <Aww>. Dor. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> so, and this this doesn't even ma none of this matters, but. Dorothy is like, oh man, like he must have been sorry that he gave you the magnet. And the Shaggy Man is like, well, um, who could say? He was dead, so like we don't know if he was sorry. But the bear wasn't sorry at all. But I'm bumped. Yes. Because apparently the bear and Shaggy Man used to play ball in the Caviar <gasps> Islands. Good friends. Because, Shut up. But it's because only after he got the magnet. Because after he got the magnet, the bear loved him and wouldn't eat him. Um, uh. But he was like, but you know, you can't blame the bear for eating the Eskimo. It's just his nature, you know? And I'm like, okay, you're a Eureka apologist, I guess. Yeah, yeah right. Jesus. But Dorothy tells the shaggy man about the hungry tiger who he's whose whole thing is like, I want to eat a fat baby, but I don't because I have a conscience. And the shaggy man's like, oh yeah, this bear did not have a conscience. Um, so whatever. No mercy. I don't know. So the shaggy man sits quiet for a while and then suddenly he's like, hey, What's your name? Dorothy's like, my name's Dorothy, but what are we going to do? Like, we can't stay here forever. Yeah, she's yeah. like, okay, let's get up. What's the we, plan? We got to go. And the shaggy man says, okay, well, we should take the seventh road because seven is a lucky number for girls named Dorothy. Hashtag <laughs> lucky number seven and seven cocktail. Hashtag Oz hour. Um, I'm just anyway. picturing RuPaul like... Hashtag lucky number seven. Yes. Hashtag Oz hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we were going. 
but then the shaggy man told her that they should just take the road um and from wherever she chose the count so dorothy chose a road she counted from seven to left or right i don't know and then they were off and they made their way down they began their way down the road yep dorothy okay. shaggy man and toto taken off down the road of seven <laughs> And that is the conclusion of chapter one, The Way to Butterfield. Blake, what would you call that? I quickly and in red titled this chapter Stranger Danger. Good one. Yeah. Before yeah. I even finished reading. 911. <laughs> <laughs> chapter two Dorothy meets Button Bright. <gasps> Button Bright. I know that name. It's okay. intriguing, isn't it? So. Yeah. This seventh road, it goes on and on. It's winding through meadows with flowers, past groups of trees. They don't see any houses or living creatures for a long time. But it's really pretty. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's okay. like, it's Vaux-adjacent. It's Vaux-esque. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, but Dorothy is getting pretty anxious, though, because she's like, okay, like... We're literally just getting farther and farther from home. Like, nothing is familiar. We're not seeing anything. Like, we can't be going the right way. But she also knows that if they go back, any road they choose could take them also the wrong way. So she's just like, fuck it. Like, Who knows if roads have melded into other roads that you might take a road you're not used to, but that might actually take you home. Yeah, you never know. Um, But they they decide to keep walking along. And the shaggy man, he's kind (laughs) of like whistling a ditty. They're trying to keep their hopes up. Then they turn a corner. And there's this big chestnut tree making a shady spot across the highway. Um, And sitting in the shade of the tree is a little boy dressed in sailor clothes. Little sailor suit. Digging a hole with a piece of wood. And it's a pretty big hole at this point. It's a tiny little piece of wood he has, but this hole is big enough to drop a football into. So it's like he's been going at it for a while. And he's just sitting there in his little suit. He's (laughs) adorable. He's precious. He makes me think of Flapjack. Yes. Yeah. So they walk right up to this little boy. Dorothy's like, who are you? And the little boy looks up calmly with his round, chubby face and his big blue eyes. And he's like, I'm button bright. But the thing is, he doesn't use that voice. It's just a normal, (laughs) I'm button bright. No, his voice is like, (laughs) I'm button bright. (laughs) Yeah. Dorothy isn't having any of that, though. (laughs) She's like, okay, yeah, what's, what's your real name? Button bright. And she's like... Well, that isn't a real name. Isn't it? And she's like, <laughs> no, just like that's a thing that someone would call you, but you have to, like, you must have a real name. Yeah, he's like, Papa always said I was bright as a button, and so Mama always called me Button Bright. And she's like, and this, and this is insane, <laughs> and I'm sorry for all of it, because it's necessary. Because it's like, Dorothy's like, okay, what, what was your Papa's name? And he's like, Papa... And finally, <laughs> the Shaggy Man is like, "Hey, never mind. Like, let's just call him Button Bright. Like, yeah, that's fine. We're not we, talking. No. To we can call him what his Jesus, mom calls him. Dorothy, chill out. You're talking to a child, but she isn't done with this one. Oh. She's like, "Where do you live? Don't and know. Yeah, don't know. Uh, well, how did you get here? Don't know. And she's like, "Okay, well." He must be lost. And it's like, well, yeah, Dorothy, of course he's lost. What are you talking about? <laughs> but. She has another question. What are you going to do? Dig. What are you? And she's like, okay, you can't dig forever. So what are you going to do after you dig? Don't know. And at this point, she's screaming. She's like, you must know something. What must I know? She's like, well, you have to know what would become of you. 
at that point, he's like, well, do you know what will become of me? And she's like, well, not really. And he's like, do you know what's going to become of you? And she's like, well, no, I That's don't know. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His but, head turns around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a sec. So yeah. finally, Dorothy's like the shaggy man like laughs at Dorothy and he's like, come on, Dorothy. Like no one knows everything. And she's like, yeah, but button break doesn't seem to know anything and she's like do you do you button bright do you know anything and he's like don't know know. (laughs) but dorothy reflects in this moment that she has never met a single person who could give her so little information which yeah this whole exchange took like three pages you know like and nothing was learned except his name but he's she's looking at him she's like okay this kid is clean. He's got like nice, clean, bouncy curls. His clothes are new and nice and clean. Someone's taking care of for. this kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, where he's, did he come from? How did he's he get not here? been lost in the wilderness? He's not yeah. a babe in the wilderness. He has been um, lost for a while. Yeah. So she's like looking at him. She's like, okay, where did he come from? He doesn't know. Like, what can I ask him? And she's like looking at his little sailor suit. And so, she's like, and this is her new. This is her new angle. She's like, okay, now I'm gonna grill this boy from a different angle. Yeah. So she's like, she thinks she's FBI or something. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. she's like, I'm gonna get any information. We're in I the investigation can. room. And she's like, <laughs> or okay. interrogation room. Button bright. <laughs> Have you ever been to see? Like, to see what? No. And like. Have you ever been where there's water? We have a well in the backyard. Dorothy's pissed. Yeah. Okay. She's like, have you ever been on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't know. No, no. <laughs> and so, she's like, where did you get the sailor clothes? Oh, wait, Hannah. Don't do know. you think he's a... Oh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> they get it. <laughs> so the book at this point says Dorothy is in despair. Yeah, okay. she's gotten so stressed Dorothy, out by this. Dorothy God. gives up. She's like, you know what, button bright. She <laughs> says what she said to the shaggy man earlier. She's like, you're just stupid. <laughs> and button bright's like, I am. And she's like, you are. <laughs> Why? <gasps> and she's like, well, what she thinks is like, I don't know. She wants to say like, don't know back at him. But she just says, You'll have to find that answer for yourself. This is a real interaction. Honestly, yeah, here's the thing. Is. I feel like L. Frank Baum has tried to write this kind of like funny interaction previously, mm-hmm. but he just like gets too like lost in it and it ends up not being funny. This is actually so yeah. funny. It yeah. reads as back and forth in this, which well, is it's, impressive. It's definitely a teenager talking to a child. Yeah. Yes, where it's like, just yeah. tell me what you yeah, want. Yeah, like, like, I, oh my God. And they're just staying there, still asking them just questions. Just staring. <laughs> yeah, when they're just going to say, Dana. Oh my god When I was a teenager I would have kicked a kid in the face Oh my god That's why you didn't babysit (laughs) The shaggy man's like Okay maybe instead of asking Button Bright a bunch of questions Hannah We should just bring him with us So that he's taken care of And Toto thinks At this moment that Button Bright The hole he's digging is to like retrieve some sort of wild animal or something. So Toto gets overexcited, jumps in the hole, starts digging, throws dirt all over Button Bright, who I thought was going to cry about it. He's fine. 
It's his hole. He's glad to have it. It's his hole. Yeah, he's like, thank you. Uh, (laughs) He's like, I can take a break. But he just gets covered in dirt. Dorothy picks him up by the shoulders and brushes him off. Dorothy's maternal instincts kick in in this moment, I think. She's like, I fucking can't stand you, but also, how dare your little sailor outfit be dirty? (laughs) (laughs) But Dorothy's like, Toto, you get out of that hole. There's nothing in there. Uh, At that point, the shaggy man suggests that they get a move on because, you know, it's going to get dark out eventually. So he's like, let's just get going, see what we can get to. And Dorothy asks him where he's planning to go. And he's like, don't know. Yeah. As Button Bright once said, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But the roads must lead somewhere or there wouldn't be any road at all. Dorothy's like, sensible. Makes sense. And that is the end of chapter two. Dorothy meets Button Bright. And Blake, what would you call that? I would call that. The gang, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter three, a queer village. Woo! Happy Yay! Pride! Happy Pride! <laughs> well, okay, actually, when this gets released, it will not be Pride, but. Happy last Wh- month was Happy Pride. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Pride never ends. Pride never ends. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, Button Bright has taken the Shaggy Man's hand as they walk. And he needs help walking because he's so little, but also we're told it's because the love magnet has made Button Bright love the Shaggy Man at once. Yeah. So this is like Dorothy's first moment, like seeing the love magnet in action because it worked on her, right? Like I she guess led, so. She led him. I'd never noticed. Nowhere. I didn't even think but about this that This was earlier. the first time she sees it work and she sees it work a couple more times, um, but she like notices and she's like, hmm, Okay. Um, so the gang walks along in pretty high spirits considering the circumstances. And after some walking, they come to a large archway, which spans across the whole road. And it's carved and decorated with like beautiful colors. Um, it depicts a row of peacocks along the top with their tails spread out. And in the center of the arch is a carved fox face. And it's like this very like serious looking fox face. He's wearing spectacles and a and like a spiked crown. Like yeah. it's a it's a really beautiful like with the peacocks and the fox. It's a beautiful archway. Okay, they're pretty much enthralled by it. Like they are like living in it. They're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're taking their time. But oh. out of nowhere, it seems because they were so enthralled in their thing. But suddenly, out of nowhere, an army of foxes dressed in like soldier uniforms come marching <gasps> through the gate which i'm picturing walking on their two hind legs me too that's what i'm picturing cool. okay. yeah. <laughs> halfway through reading this chapter i thought oh my god what if they're on all fours because it would like why not yeah, why not but they're not yeah. um but all of these foxes are wearing green jackets yellow pants and they have bright red hats uh, and like high boots i imagine like up to their like little fox like knees knee, bu- knee, knee high knee yeah high. and they oh and <laughs> and they also have red bows halfway up their tail and they all are carrying a wooden sword with like sharp wooden teeth on yeah, it it's like, so, a oh sword, like a serrated sword which yeah. makes dorothy say I yeah. don't know if you heard that. I gulped in the mic. Um, <laughs> but all of a sudden, like the soldiers, they surround the gang and the captain shouts, Surrender! You are prisoners! <gasps> and <laughs> it's literally in this moment that they all realize they're surrounded, first of all. Like they haven't even like they're they're like, whoa, soldiers. Oh, we're stuck. Button Bright asks what a prisoner is. 
It's a captive. Well, what's a captive? You're one. This makes the Shaggy Man laugh. Yep. <laughs> the Shaggy Man just yeah, that loved That was a good performance. That. Um, but the Shaggy Man, he just he bows to the soldiers. He wishes them a good afternoon. He asks if their families are well. And the fox captain, he has this angry, stern face. And you see it soften and, and turn into this smiling, happy face. Now, this is Dorothy's second instance of seeing that the love magnet might actually be like a real legit thing. Oh, shit. And at this point, Toto doesn't realize really what's happening because he's yeah. a dog. <laughs> All he sees is they're surrounded. And he jumps out and he bites the captain on the leg. Yeah, Dorothy's like, stop, Toto. Like, these are our friends. And the captain's like, yeah, you're right. I thought you guys were enemies. And he literally, he called them enemies. He was like, your enemies are wash, but, or whatever. But no, he's like, you're our friends. Come and meet uh, King Docs. I'm sorry. I just realized we were leading back into more button bright shit. Because <laughs> um, the captain's like, yeah, come meet King Docs, the king of Foxville, the great and wise sovereign who rules our community. And button bright is like, what's sovereign? What's community? And oh, the fox no. is like, He's like, don't ask so many questions, little boy. <laughs> and Button Bright's like, why? But the captain <laughs> like kind of smiles and he's like, okay, like actually, like it's good for you to ask questions. Like otherwise, you won't learn anything. Like I'm sorry. Like oh. you're a clever little boy. Ask your Changes questions. His tune yeah. yeah, but he's but like, I learned I learned yeah. something. But he today. <laughs> he's like, okay, but like. Yeah, be a good boy, but I have to escort you to the king at once. So, like, I'm not going to answer your questions. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So, and which is fair. He has a duty to do. I appreciate the fox, the Captain Fox. Someone can explain to the baby later. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, they march, the soldiers march them into the city. Um, and what they see in the city is, like, all of these buildings carved out of marble. There's a lot of bird decorations, they notice. Um, Birds like carved. and geese and ducks. Everything's Turkeys, a carved bird. It yeah. sounds really pretty, it's actually. It sounds really pretty. What I'm imagining is the whole city, it says it's carved out of marble, so everything is stone. It's glittering. It's multicolored. It's beautiful. So it's not like they're at, like, a hunting lodge. It's, like, white stone carved everything, and then on the face of it is carved all these like intricate carvings is what like I I'm see. seeing. Yeah, I no, see. it's definitely not dead birds. Yeah. Okay, we, okay. we would also be remiss to forget that fox eat all of the birds yeah. that are on display. Yeah. It's very um, that. Yeah. It's okay, like, hey, okay. like here's our um, culture or whatever. But it's not like you're in a like at the I don't even it's know. not dead <laughs> things. It's it's yeah. it's art. Okay, but okay. so then over including in this art, included in this art, mm. is over everyone's front door is a face of the fox who lives there, like representing like their family. Okay. Um, so it's like really beautiful. Like everything's marble. Like they're totally like, what is They this? like nice things, I guess. Foxes yeah. are coming out onto their balconies, like out their doors to see them. The women or the ladies or whoever that wants to are <laughs> dressed in these like gowns that are like, threaded with like feathers but it, like it looks so classy like dorothy loves everyone loves it it's amazing it's beautiful yeah. actually so after a bit of marching they come to this big square and in the center of the square is the royal palace and the guards outside the palace admit the captain into the building and he leads them through the halls of the palace and like as they're walking through the halls like they look in the different rooms and they see all these 
elegant foxes like sitting in these big beautiful chairs sipping tea and like being served by fox servants in white aprons like everything is very like what you would expect in our world except it's these like beautiful foxes doing the same things okay. it's really just like very fantastic mr fox yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what um, it's I was just thinking. fox people standing but around they like nice things finally they come to a big doorway covered with heavy curtains of gold cloth and there's a big drum next to the doorway and so the fox captain goes up to it and he bonks on it one time with each knee so it's like bong bong with his knees okay and then he instructs the group that they all have to do the same so they all play the drum and the thing is, though, Button Bright, he liked that. And so he's just like, bang, 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 bang. Like, he just, like, oh, keeps no. beating with his little knees. And the captain just, like, scowls at him and is like, stop that. <laughs> like, yeah. don't do to that. Be removed. Oh, <laughs> but my gosh. Toto. They want order. Yes, they do. <laughs> Toto couldn't, obviously, use his little knees to do that. So Dorothy, like, she does hers and then she just, like, gives a little bong. But what she does, Toto barks. And the fox, like, scowls at him. So, like, they're, like, not liking that that much. But then they just go into the room. They're going to eat him? They just go. Oh, well, we'll I see. I hope not. Um, but, yeah, they are let into the room. And inside the room, it's decorated in, in gold walls and stained glass windows of many colors. And so the fox king is sitting on his throne. And he's surrounded by a group of other foxes. And they're all wearing, like, spectacles. And they look really smart and important. And Dorothy recognizes the fox from the carving on the archway, which also I don't think we mentioned, but his the king fox's face is also carved above the door to the palace. Okay. So yeah. she's seen this same fox twice and she's like, oh, that's that's going to be the king. So she gives him a bow because she knows how to treat royalty. And the shaggy man bows, Button Bright bows um, and Button Bright also says Hello. <laughs> yes. um, but Bright just says shit. He does. And no one He's, cares. Okay, they all so love him. Actually, we didn't mention this, but I think intentionally. But it said that like Button Bright seemed like he was like three years younger than Dorothy. Yeah. But if Button Bright is three years younger than Dorothy, he's like seven. But I'm picturing Button Bright as like four. I imagine him being like five or six with amnesia. Wait, how old is I always think of Dorothy as being like 13. I think she's probably like 12 Dorothy's, or 13. Dorothy's yeah. like 11 or 12. Thir 11 or 12. 13 is the absolute highest you could go. Okay, but I okay. think she's 11 or 12. Okay. She's but she's nine. We said nine to 11. That was like the long running thing. And now all of a sudden she's 12 or 13. Wait, it's book five. I'm just making assumptions. Uh, I don't think she's aged though. I think L. Frank Baum has kept her the same it's age. It's been pretty but close. Good point. Yeah. With time running on, she's probably like 14. But I don't think that's happened, unfortunately. But... The king is like, so what brought you guys here? And the shaggy man's like, our legs, may it please your royal hairiness. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I almost said the right word. Um, but the king is like, okay, what's your business? And the shaggy man's like, to get away as soon as possible. But of course, the fox king is already entranced by the power of the love magnet. So he loves the shaggy man at once. And the king says, hey... You guys can get out of here whenever you want. Um, but first, I would love to show you the sights of the city and entertain you Ooh. and show you everything. Yeah. So he's like, this is probably the most 
bang for his buck the Shaggy Man has ever gotten out of the Love Magnet. That no one so else sad. has been able to do this for him but, ever. But, but none of this actually has anything to do with the Love Magnet that I can tell because the king immediately says... Oh, and you know what? We are just so honored to have little Dorothy visiting. Like, every country that Dorothy visits becomes famous. Like, we're so happy to have her here. Oh so, we're going to give you all these things. Yeah. Dorothy's like, um, how do you know my name? Yeah. Because that's insane. But she's famous. He yeah. Knows, he knows her name the same way we all know her name, basically. Because he's like, dude, we all know you. Like, ever since princess ozma made you her friend everybody knows who the hell you are yeah you're Damn. a very important person and dorothy's like oh like do you know ozma because obviously that's like a way to get out of this and he's like no like i don't but like i really hope to be invited to her birthday party which is on the 21st of this month <gasps> which means we have two elements here we know it's august from what Dorothy said in the first chapter. And we know that Ozma's birthday is on the 21st. <gasps> so Ozma's birthday is August 21st. I smell a bonus episode coming on. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. That sounds fun, right? Yeah. Okay, wait. We'll talk about it after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So he's he says that Ozma's birthday party, it's supposed to be like the most brilliant royal ceremony ever held in any fairyland. Um and he hopes that Dorothy can get him an invitation. And Dorothy's like, yeah, like, if I ask her, I'm sure Ozma will invite you to her party. But question, how are you going to get from here, Kansas, to Ozma's party in the Emerald City? He just laughs her out of the room. He's just like, he's like, oh, sorry, but like, what makes you think we're in Kansas? Beyonce? Yeah. Beyonce. Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> but Dorothy's like, well, I just left my house two hours ago, so I frankly find it hard to believe that I'm I, not in Kansas. Yeah. 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 She knows how far she walked. The fox knows everything about he her, does. though. So he's like, no, ho hold on. Have you not gone from Kansas to Oz in like literally the blink of a moment? Yeah. Um, and she was like, well, yeah, I've done that several times. And he's like, so girl. So what's different? Like yeah. you walked for two hours and you're surprised you're not home. <laughs> um, so he, he tells her she's in Foxville, which is closer to Oz than it is to Kansas. And you know what Dorothy's reaction is? Dear me, is this another fairy adventure? Now, here's the thing. If you let Dorothy shenan once, Dorothy will shenan again. <laughs> so Dorothy, she asks the Shaggy Man if some sort, if he's like some sort of magician or fairy that enchanted her when he asked the way to Butterfield. She's like, you did this. Like, how am I here in a fairyland again? Like, you must have done this. He's like, girl, I didn't do this. Weird things have happened to me ever since I got this love magnet. But I didn't mean to do this. If you want to get home, I'm going to help you get home. So, like, he definitely is involved somehow. I yeah. think L. Frank Baum realized, oof, I made this guy super yeah. creepy. And rather than going back and fixing that, he just decided to make this moment an important moment where he's like, yeah. no, if you want to get home, I'll help you go home. I didn't do this. <laughs> I didn't do none of this. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange. But you know what Dorothy says? She says, never mind. She's like, there isn't much to see in Kansas anyway, and Aunt M isn't gonna worry too much if I don't as long as she doesn't stay too long. So she's mm. just immediately like, Yeah, okay, I'm down for the adventure yeah, in the, the fairyland again. The Fox King is like, Yes, 
accept your lot, whatever it may be. Yeah. The okay, f- Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Fox King is like, okay, yeah, like, take what you get and don't throw a fit, do it, whatever. And he also, for some reason, comments that Button Bright looks very clever and that Dorothy has found new friends on the way, if nothing else. Um, Dorothy and the Shaggy Man are like, oh, yeah, no, he's super bright. As a matter of fact, that's his name. He's Button Bright. Button Bright is the last Mimsy or something. Like, I don't know why <laughs> he's so important. <laughs> he is yeah. not a stuffed animal that traveled through time <laughs> Isn't to help he? get resources to save the universe. Isn't if I remember that movie. I don't remember. From 2006. <laughs> I don't even know that I movie. was picturing a monkey until I blinked and I was like, oh, rabbit. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of those. But that is, shockingly, the end of Chapter 3, A Queer Village. And Blake... What would you call that chapter? I would call that Dorothy meets the 20th century fox. (laughs) Good. Mambo. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue with chapter four, King Docs. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at OzHourPodcast for the latest on everything Oz. OzHour, created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Clovis. Cover art by Valentin Lucas. As promised, Hannah's memory of Book 4, Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz. Last time on Oz Hour. Okay, last time on Oz Hour, or (laughs) not Blake, Dorothy. (laughs) Dorothy arrives, (laughs) arrives to not, no, from San Francisco, and I forgot where she went, but she meets, (laughs) (laughs) we gotta start over Okay, so last time, Dorothy was arriving from San Francisco where she meets little Zeb and Jim. And we don't know Jim yet, though. And then all of a sudden, a giant earthquake happens, and they fall into the center of the earth. And they're falling, falling, falling for a very long time. And they end up in this weird glass city thing where gravity is really weird and uh there's these people called the um mangadoos or mangaboos <laughs> i can't remember their names uh, um but those guys and they're like little turnips and vegetables and shit and they sprout and there's no children they're just adults and it's really weird and they're horrible and um they they try to stuff everyone into a black hole and they <laughs> they end up they end up escaping from that and and go to this other place the land of Vo, I think, where they have peaches and uh, oh, also the wizard's there. <laughs> <laughs> He's been there the whole time, and he has uh, his little piglets with him as well. <laughs> and and they and they go and also Eureka. <laughs> and
they're they're now they're all together in this land of land of Vo where there's invisible bears and there's invisible people because they eat these weird little peaches things and then they are like we don't want to be here and the piglets are invisible and we're confused and we got to get out of here because this is getting weird and they try to escape from a river and they uh they flow up to the river so they can climb up a mountain almost get attacked by the invisible bears but they get out just in the nick of time and they climb up the mountain they meet a braided man they meet cloud fairies and all these other weird things and then what else happens oh the wooden gargoyles they get to, they go there and they get taken captive from the wooden gargoyles but then they Zeb and Eureka are able to get the wings from them and then they escape and then they go to another place where they fly away and they see these dragon nets that are <laughs> that are that are tied to these little rocks and they're just like haha we want to eat you but we can't because we're taken and mother won't be here till we don't know when <laughs> So then they're like, okay, well, we're just going to go then. And that's what they do. And then dumbass little Dorothy the entire time had the ability to call, call Ozma to get them out of this place when they almost died three separate occasions. And she gets them out by doing her little hand signal at 4 p.m. And they end up in Oz where they meet everyone and they reunite and it's really cute. And Jim's being a little bitch. And so is Eureka. And then Eureka. Uh, pretends to kill or doesn't even say anything but like almost kills a piglet but the piglet ends up escaping and then they have to have a whole court trial because of it and it's like super annoying because she could have said the whole time that she didn't kill the fucking pig but that's not what she did she made everyone go to court and then and then everyone else was happy when they realized that all the little piglets were alive <laughs> I think that's it <laughs>